name's Jonathan. And I'm Jalen. And we're here to talk about a couple of things. Uh, we're both about to go and leave for our uh, master's degrees. Uh, we actually leave in what, like less than 40? Well, I, I'm leaving for drum corps in like less than 48 hours. And Jalen, how many hours are you, or how many days are you leaving? I'm looking at a calendar. One, two, three, four, five. Five days from now. Yeah, so we're, we'll be wrapping up pretty quick. I will be back in Lake Charles for like five days, and then I'll be heading out on August 17th for Indiana. So, yeah, uh, we're, we're a little scared. Um, Still doesn't feel real. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're so used to... Uh, like doing the, our uh, routine at like McNeese, like McNeese has their um, their uh, band camp coming up pretty soon. Uh, a lot of the local high schools are having theirs. We usually talk those together, right? But like we were, we were teaching at Bard together. Yeah, I'm sure we heard uh, James Lormans' uh, James Lorman's feelings <laughs> telling him that we couldn't uh, do his band camp anymore at Bard. But I mean, we obviously won't be there, so yeah. we'll have to get over it. I'm not gonna miss that sign. <laughs> Yeah, Louisiana heat, marching band stuff. It's just, it was too much. It can get very overwhelming very fast. (laughs) Also very excited I never have to do marching band again. Yeah, same. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I get made fun of this for all the time, but uh, I basically did marching band for like, what, six years because I started out as an engineering major and then I swapped majors into music, but I, I decided to continue to do the marching band thing and uh, yeah, like it was fun for five years, but then when year six came around and I was done skis, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, so my I senior year, I was fed up. Yeah, you couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah, especially with some of the people I had to deal with, it was a, it was a nightmare. Yeah, the heat is just Louisiana heat. Like we'll be going to places where the heat won't be so bad. So yeah, even if we did have marching band, it wouldn't be as bad. So what do we want to talk about first? So I kind of want to talk about moving on because I know most of the time we kind of stay focused on the now, which I think that's the reason why it doesn't really feel real yet because I haven't gotten to where I'm going. It doesn't feel like I'm moving away. It feels like I'm going on vacation and then I'm going to come back. Yeah. But it's hard to believe that like I'm going to move away. I'm going to stay there for at least two years. And then I might move away somewhere even farther. But I'm pretty sure I'm not coming back here. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Yeah, so how many hours are you away from Lake Charles? Are you going to be? 19 hours and 24 minutes. Yeah, so it's like, and then I'll, I'll only be like, well, only. I'll be 17 hours away. So it's not like we can just turn around and be like, you know what? Screw this. We're going home. Like, no, it's going to take a journey to get back home. So, like, once we're there, we're there. Yeah. It's too expensive to move back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. It's like, it's one of those things where it's it's so exciting, but because we don't know what we're expecting, because we had the same sort of routine going on for four years, and just, you ask us to change, like, it's just, I don't know, it's unimaginable. Like, whenever I, I showed up at the school of Indiana, like, the, the school is huge. First of all, I had to hike across campus to get to the the music building because you know my ride situation which I won't go into but so that was, it was just a massive campus like I'm used I, it's funny because I remember getting lost I think my first semester at like McNeese I'm like I'm getting lost at a small school like that 
But now it's about to be, like, I'm about to be getting lost at a way larger area. Yeah, but, I used to think McNeese was big. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to, like, the surround, like checking out the surrounding area. I'm glad I at least have, like, the weekend to do that. I don't know. With your training, like, how much time you really have to, like, sightsee around. Yeah, I hope I have enough time. Shenandoah Park is not too far. So, it's pretty good uh, in terms of scenery. It's very beautiful out there, and I hope I get a chance to actually explore it. But with all the stuff I have to study, I don't know if I'll even have time to. So, I barely have time to look at stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hey, all I know is I'm teaching lessons with the high school that my friend teach, uh, my friend uh, Jacob Kessler um, teaches at, and so I'm, I'm going to get paid for that, and all that money is going to Chipotle, because I'm so glad that we have a Chipotle there. It's so good. I actually don't know what restaurants I have in my area. I'm going to have to figure that out. My mom, actually, and I think this is funny. It's not really funny, but I think it's funny. She uh, is extremely protective of me, and she didn't, like, become, like, ultra-protective until this week. Literally the week before I leave is the day she decides to go, oh, are you, do you have all your stuff? Do you, do you have bug spray? Do you have Band-Aids and a first aid kit packed? Did you check out the statistics of crime? <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> and, like, I appreciated and stuff, but she was, like, it was, like, a hardcore, like, nosedive into statistics yeah this morning i was like what are we doing yeah she was like did you know that winchester virginia has so and so and so percent of property crimes compared to violent crimes which is 36 percent lower than the state i was like mama <laughs> these are numbers that i already looked up they don't matter to me right now yeah and it's a bit too late to decide that I'm yeah. not going. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's not one of those things where your opinion could all of a sudden just like sway. But yeah, no, that's that's similar to what was going on whenever I was traveling to uh, take the audition. My mom was trying to say, "Don't take, don't take the uh, I think either the train or like the bus. There's gonna be homeless people on it." I'm like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "Stay away from all the homeless people." I'm like, "Okay, like I'm we've been to big cities with homeless people. Like I've seen." what we how like we avoided them like i understand i need to do that like <laughs> sorry yeah it's like i feel bad saying that right but it's like you know broke broke student and homeless person like what do i have to give them right so yeah it's yeah i mean it it is like i i get the concern but like we have so much to look out for already that yes we do need to keep like t tabs with stuff like that <laughs> like we're already overwhelmed so like you add on that i'm not gonna remember what i'm supposed to avoid because of like what i think is the most important right now so like i took in all the information that my mom was telling me about what i need to know but do you really think i retained any of it no like, yeah i just did same and i also think like i don't really have much to be worried about going up to the north like it's an area that's considered way more accepting than Louisiana like here I probably get called out of my name like once every two months there I don't expect it to happen at all yeah so yeah which I'm I'm happy for you 
because that's just not cool. Yeah, welcome to Louisiana. Yeah, uh, if you can't even feel safe in your own skin, like, you shouldn't even be there. But, I mean, obviously, hometown, living, like, you know, you had to do what you had to do. Yeah. But I don't know, I don't know how it was for you, but just growing up, like, I was very reliant on, like, everyone around me. I did move out, obviously, like, in the middle of college to help understand, like, the responsibility side of things. So I think that helps moving over there. But it's just, I always had, like, if I, like, totally screwed up somehow, I always had something there just in case. But now it's, like, if I totally screw up, which I don't think I will. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I'll be okay. But if I do screw up, like, everything is 17 hours away. That's going to help me. So Luckily, I have some family that's not too far away. Uh, My aunt on my dad's side, she's about four hours from me give or take an hour I'm not really sure and then my stepmom is probably 45 minutes to an hour away from me oh wow so like I have somebody relatively close to me if I need something but like it's still over an hour away like (laughs) if somebody breaks into my house and the police can't get there yeah I'm I'm fighting (laughs) like I can't do anything else yeah so We'll learn a lot of, like, homeowner tactics. (laughs) Sorry, I fumble over my words. Uh, Yeah, we'll learn a lot of, like, the do's and don'ts of, like, owning your own place for that reason. Like, what we need to do and when. Safety precautions. Yeah, who to call. Yeah. Stuff like that. I never always realized, like, on movies and stuff... I always would see like the list of names and stuff to call in a refrigerator. I'm like, can't you just call nine one one? Yeah. But like, now that I'm about to be on my own, it's like, wow, you really do need to have a list of names on a refrigerator, because like you never know who needs to get to you the fastest, who's priority when it comes to getting to you, all that type of stuff. So, I think it's very very important. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, is there anything else like you were like worried about as far as like moving over there? Uh, other than the fact that it might not all work out, I don't really think so. But that's my main fear is that like, I'll get there and like the standards are so high that I didn't even realize that (laughs) I couldn't meet them. Cause like, I feel like a lot of this stuff, like I got my summer assignments recently and they are scary. (laughs) (laughs) like I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be that much and then for it to be that much and I'm moving at the same time I'm like how am I supposed to practice yeah on the way (laughs) to Virginia yeah and I think for you you actually have it worse because you they expect you to you know learn piano stuff yeah. On the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, yeah, this piano stuff, like, so, obviously, I'm going for a master's in trumpet performance, right? But, like, it feels like I'm about to be getting a master's minor in piano performance, because, like, I'll, I'll let you know, like, what they want from us. So, the first uh, requirement is transposing a melodic line to any key in the range of a fourth up or down, which, that's not a problem, like, I've had to transpose on piccolo trumpet for the Messiah. Like, transposing up fourths and fifths is honestly, like, pretty easy. I mean, now, obviously, if it's technical, will it be a little tricky? Yeah, but, like, I mean, if it's a scale, though, you know, 
you just stick to that scale, whatever it is. So it's not a problem. So I'm not worried about that. But let's see the next item. We have per perform a prepared piano composition or accompaniment. And so that's, so I'm, I'm thinking about what we had to do at McNeese because we had to take four semesters of piano uh, or a piano class. And like we, we, you know, we've practiced up a piece, but like, I mean, do you remember even how long that piece even was? I think for the first four, it would usually only be like, if it was long, it wasn't longer than two and a half pages. Yeah. Like it wasn't like something extremely difficult. Yeah. And usually we would have a long time to look at it. Yeah. Like we, had, we, I think for the last semester, right, we had like the whole semester to pass that basically. Yeah. I think it was like green sleeves or green sleeves or something. Something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. So yeah, like that, because of that, that makes me not feel worried. But at the same time, like it gave me a list of pieces that I can pick for that. I, now I just have to go through and look at them and see actually how bad they are. So it could be really favorable or really not. We'll see. And then the next one is scales and arpeggios from memory, both hands simultaneously, scales in 16 notes, at least 48 uh, to the quarter, so 48 BPM quarter note. Um, and then arpeggios and triplets at 48 BPM. So I have to have major, all major and harmonic minor scales, four octaves, which to put in perspective, for me, niece, we only need to do two octaves. And some of my friends that play piano said, four octaves? Yeah. I don't even know if I can do that. I'm I like, lose it after the second. Yeah. You'd be lucky if I go, like, two octaves and a, an extra note. I can't even... Like, I would get lost. Especially if it's F major. Yeah. Or any of the, the minor keys. Absolutely not. Yeah. And then... So it says only harmonic minor scales, but for the arpeggios, all major and minor arpeggios, three octaves. So at least they trimmed it down to three for that. And so yeah, I don't, I don't have a big enough keyboard right now. So I have, to, I have to basically get one while I'm over there and like practice a lot because I have two semesters to pass it. If I don't pass it in the first two semesters, I don't graduate in two years. So I'm sitting here like dog, like the piano part is the, probably the scariest part of this degree so far, which is kind of wild. But uh, I mean, look, I, I know my scales pretty well, so I'm not worried. But it's just a matter of like doing it with the correct like finger pattern. That's that's all it is. Yeah, it's like the moment you make one mistake on the finger pattern, it's like the whole rest of the scale is just screwed. Yeah. Like yeah, there's and, not really a way to recover. Yeah. And uh, spoiler alert, I found out in these piano classes that I'm not very good at like isolation of hands, like with different rhythms, like forget it. Like I, I end up playing the same rhythms in the different hands. That's why I like whenever like chord outlines happen in the left hand and then like you play uh, like eighth or 16th notes in the right hand. No. But I mean, yeah. So I'm the most worried about piano for my trumpet performance master's degree. So that's fine. I think I'm most worried about fitting into the studio. And why is that? Like, I, I met the studio. They're very nice people. I think they're awesome. Um, I don't know how 
I will be able to contribute into the studio because I also like I've I've only heard one of them play. Mm-hmm. Like she's really really good. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm that good. And I feel like until I get there, until I find out where I'm placed in the ensembles and stuff, I don't I don't know how I fit. And I think that's the the problem that I have right now and one of the things that's keeping me from moving on is like at McNeese I I knew where I fit like you couldn't you couldn't tell me otherwise because like it was kind of like everybody at that point had found their niche they knew exactly where they were supposed to be it's like are you the principal are you a section member are you a person that doesn't really like ensembles but prefer to be a soloist it was like everybody kind of knew what they were not what they were assigned, but what they wanted to do, and they built off of it. Yeah. Now it kind of feels like I have to restart. Yeah. Especially, well, so you have a decent amount of orchestral experience, but for me, like, with only playing the Messiah twice, like, that's the only orchestral experience I have, so that, like, I didn't care to be an orchestral trumpet player for a while. Like, you know, solo playing was what I wanted to do, but I mean, I know that's also, like, if I land on an orchestral job, like, you know, obviously I have to be pretty well or do pretty well at it. So I kind of have, like, as far as, like, career options go, I got to keep everything on the table. So I'm kind of just, even though orchestral is not, like, top of the list, it's fun to play, but it's not top of the list for me. I'll still, like, you know, I'll have to put quite a bit of, like, focus onto it. Yeah. And because I have no, ex- or not much experience with that at all, like, I'll have to really dig in and uh, fit like do a lot of uh, score studying, a lot of listening, a lot of like music history review as well to make sure that I understand what I'm doing is stylistically correct of like that era. So, I mean, obviously, it, it, it just felt like it was a lot easier to do that with like the band pieces that we played because yeah. we, we played mostly band pieces. And I think too, like, also feel like I'm worried that, like, like leaving from McNeese, I know it sounds bad, but, like, it got to a point to where sometimes I would play in certain ensembles, and I'd feel like, oh, this is really, really good, and then sometimes I'd go to another one, and because the last rehearsal with the other ensemble went so well, I'd go to this one, and my tolerance level for anything would just be, like, beneath the floor. Yeah. Like, somebody even cracked a note, I'd just get mad. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah, because we we all have, like, the growth mentality, or we strive to have, like, the growth mentality. So, like, if we're, like, firing on all cylinders, like, anything but that now is not good enough anymore. So yeah. then you start getting really frustrated. It's the same thing that, like, that's actually what, like, we preached, like, for drum corps teaching. It's just, like, we try to tell them, hey, like, what you just did was good, really good, the best you've done it. But now anything worse is not good enough anymore. And so... It's a, it's a good standard to have for yourself, but it is tough to have yourself and everyone around you always achieving that. So, no, it's just very, very difficult to process. And I think you have to think about all these things whenever you're going to a new place. It's like, what are my standards then? How am I going to evolve both myself and my standards to match this new place? Because and the thing about that too is we're only going to be here for two years yeah it's going to fly and it's going to 
is going to fly like very, very quickly. And I believe your former professor told you this, but mine, she was like, as soon as you get there, start looking for DMA programs. Yeah. We basically like already have to have started taking lessons with those professors to see like already. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my god! It's basically like we're starting a new undergrad, except you're starting at a junior. Yeah. Classification. Yeah. And that's when people start auditioning for grad school. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we will see y'all shortly. And we're back. Yep. Thank you for being patient with us as we took a short break. Yeah, we were having a little bit of a battery issues, but now we're oh yes, yes, now we're we all good. Were. So, uh, where did we leave off? So we left off with we were talking about uh, so my transition into orchestral playing, and I I can't remember what happened after that. So, I think we were, it was kind of like a, a brush of, oh yeah, so we were talking about standards and moving them on to the next place that we go. It's oh, like, yeah. how do we do that while also trying to realize, oh, I have to go somewhere else in like two years, or if I don't go to another school in two years, what job am I going to find? Should I start preparing for that job now? It's like, everything especially like coming up it's gonna move so fast it's like i'm getting pulled in like seven thousand different directions i don't know where to go yeah i don't know so i think my like solution because like it's just shown to work is i'm not like so obviously the um the standards will be different right but i'm i'm not going to fall into the trap again of comparing myself constantly to other people because I just notice you do that, like you beat up on yourself because you, you want to be at the level like maybe like the best musician in the room is. And, you know, so obviously like that's just not always going to be the case. Like sometimes you just aren't going to be the best musician in a room. And, you know, Dr. Langford, I'm sure plenty of other people have said this, but not the same wording. But you want you don't want to be the best musician in a room. And if you are, you want to find a better room. So this is like a perfect opportunity for us to be like in that position to really learn from those that are like above us. And it's not a terrible thing for us to not be on top right away. Cause we also chose our schools in mind with the goal of, we don't want to be on top entering there, but maybe as we leave, we want to be on top. Yeah. So, but we won't like, it won't be a matter of like, if I'm not on top, my experience was ruined. Like it won't be anything like that, but that yeah. is just a goal of ours. So I, I think with that mindset, that'll help us a lot because from I've seen personal results for myself whenever I stopped focusing on everybody else and focus on myself. Like I stopped comparing myself to other people and then in regard to DCI, I made crown. Um, I thought I wasn't as good as undergraduate students from Indiana and I still got accepted there. So it's like it's clear that you just you can't go, oh, this person's better than me, therefore I have no chance at accomplishing anything. 
just not true, especially when the institution is large. So that's just yeah. like something that I'm going to try to keep in my head the entire time I'm there. And I think it's important too to have that humility, like you said. It's like the whole purpose of going to school is to learn. And if like you show up and you're the best person there, what's, what's the point of being there? Yeah. Like you're not going to learn anything new because you've already shown that you're the best person there. So it's like you got to go in, walk in, accept the fact that you may not be the best and that's perfectly fine. But just be willing to learn and accept advice from other people so that you can get to where you want to be, which I assume would be the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely some sort of goal. I think I need to uh, do a better job of like making small the, like the smaller goals in between to figure out how to get there and help to make that path more clear because I think I like I get too distracted or I don't think in depth enough and so I think super big picture but then I don't think about like how to get there sometimes so that is a struggle that I I'm hoping to like get over I'm definitely gonna talk with uh, Jason Bergman and try to figure out how to better find that middle path to yeah. help myself get there because that'll help. I'm also hoping that like I get a lot more like chamber ensemble experience. I feel like that's something that I'm lacking. I have uh, wind ensemble slash band experience, uh, orchestral experience, and solo experience, but I, I feel like in terms of playing in a woodwind quintet, I'm a woodwind and I ain't even played in a woodwind quintet. Yeah, I mean, I've done it probably once and it did not go well. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, yeah, like think about it because so for us, like for student recitals, like it's our choice what the ensemble is. So like, and then uh, like performance majors obviously have two recitals, right? But so a lot of people lean towards music ed where we're at. And so, like, I mean, obviously, like, at that point, it depends on what their choice of ensemble is. But think about it. We were at McNeese during, like, COVID. So, like, I don't know. I felt like our opportunities just weren't always there. Not only, obviously, just us, but everywhere. The opportunities just became very limited. And then we couldn't always get the experience that we, like, desired. Like, yeah, I was lucky to be in a few recitals, a, a couple of quintets, but I can see how, I mean, well, think about it. It's like, we're, we were struggling to get clarinets and flutes for like the studios in general no. for a while for McNeese. So it's like, that's just not even a fault of your own. Like that's, you know, we just work with what we have. And then when you're out recruiting so much, it's like, how do you have time to do a woodwind quintet when you're like constantly out doing stuff? Yeah. And then not only that, like, I know you said we were like limited by circumstance, which we really were, but like sometimes we were just limited by other people. Yeah. Like if somebody in your woodwind quintet doesn't want to practice, it's like, how are you supposed to move on? You can't really do anything. Yeah. You're only going to be as good as the weakest person in the ensemble. Yeah. No, for sure. So, okay. <clears throat> in the, for the, in the fall for us, we had trumpet ensemble in the spring. It was brass quintet. Was it similar for y'all? Was it flute choir and then like a woodwind thing in the spring? So we had, when I was there, it was flute choir, 
both semesters. And oh, then snap. you, like, depending on how many people would sign up for it, you could do it. But I remember my freshman year, I went into the band hall, and there was a woodwind quintet. Like, it used to be a thing. But the more circumstances and stuff added up, like, between Laura, Delta, the floods, COVID-19, and all this other stuff, it was like, we don't have enough people for this class. And I remember signing up for the class. I was in the class. I was so excited to start Woodwind Quintet. And the only other person that showed up was another flute. Yeah. And nobody else did it. So Woodwind Quintet turned into flute duet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then like, now that I think about it, it's also tough because like, you can't even fault like the music ed majors because I know a lot of them like, you know, you, you walk by them in the hallways and what are they talking about? Oh, I hate this education class that I'm taking. <laughs> it's like, you know, they, they have their education classes that they all have to worry about. So, like, I understand them not wanting to do an extra performance ensemble that's just not a major ensemble. No. So that, that does go into it. We definitely just got lucky, like, for, on the brass side of things. I felt like we could just, we always were able to convince just enough people to be able to do it. But otherwise, like, yeah, we just, we kind of just got lucky. Yeah, because I think y'all have had a, a lot of stuff. Like, I think some of y'all have even had, like, y'all's own personal ensembles where, like, y'all advertise and do all this stuff by yourselves. Oh, yeah. Like, now, that was under the supervision of Dr. Langford because, well, I mean, that's the thing. She promoted it. Like, she didn't want to be the person to sit there and just tell us what to do in every situation. And I'm glad she didn't because, you know, it, it teaches us to. Like, if she did, it would just, oh my gosh, it would just (laughs) teach us to rely on her and not think for ourselves. So it was very, it was very helpful that she did that. And I'm glad she did, she did it that way. And like, the now granted, so in the first semester or the first year of doing that, we didn't actually get a performance in because as a group, like, we weren't used to that. We weren't used to like the whole, like, it's us responsible for all of it she's there to coach us but not make us run it well so we just weren't well put together enough to perform ourselves in the first year but then the last year that I did it with Colt Bryant um, Glenn and who was was the last last person I'm so sorry that I'm forgetting this last person who is it I really don't remember was it Brock Oh, it was Alex Cormier. Alex. <laughs> it was Alex. Oh my God, I feel so bad. But yeah, so we, we performed in the park. That was like the see, so we were able to do something with that because we held ourselves to a standard where we were able to actually put on performance. So. Yeah, and like I feel like we did a a few things like that for flute choir. We were just really limited, mostly on numbers because it was like, well. We only can do so many pieces because, well, there's only three of us in here. Um, we're, we're getting them done well. They sound great. And, like, we did a few gigs. We did FUMC. We'd go around the schools and promote the uh, studio, which I believe worked very, very well. I think the studio has grown some uh, now that I've left. And I think... We did a few other places. I don't remember where they were. 
-hmm. but um, we did those and I tried to do as many duets and stuff as possible like I play duets with you with Sarah but it's like any full-time like like quintet quartet sextet anything like that I wasn't really able to do it because like the collaboration side of things too was kind of I don't want to say it was lacking but a lot of students sometimes are not willing to go outside of their box I feel like they feel like I feel like they get put into a box by themselves and they think oh I can't stray out of this I yeah. can't I can't do that oh I'm playing classical music I can't go do jazz or I'm doing jazz music I can't go do classical and participate in that or oh, I only play with other flutes. I'm not going to go play with this clarinet or I play clarinet. I refuse to play with this bassoon. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's like you can get limited very quickly. And I think a large factor is like being so scared to like fail. Like I can't tell you how many times I've gotten scared to like fail at literally anything. But like, but that's like the good thing about like what we do is you go out there and it's like, did you get booed off stage? Like, no, you didn't. Like, you got through it. You did it. Like, do we want to get to a point where we're not just getting through it? Absolutely. But at least, you know, we made it. So, and, uh, and then now I actually was thinking about it while you were talking about it. But now that I think about it, um, sometimes, like, facilities themselves weren't always available. So, the, the, the semester that we performed, the quintet, we actually had to perform at the park because we could not get anything within the semester yeah. at all. I think between people having recitals, the marching band program, the wind symphony needing places to perform, banners performing literally every week, and then <laughs> all this band. other stuff. It was like, I don't even have time to barely use a practice room because half the time people just leave their crap in there. <laughs> you know exactly who you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got and then stuff like that. It got to one point, I would have to practice in the office at all times. Yeah. Because there was no other place to go. Which, thank God we had that space. I I had my uh, Shenandoah virtual audition in there. It was, you know, it, was, yeah. it helped. I think I actually had my CSU one in there. Yeah. That was that was very clutch. I'm, I'm glad we had that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just, just now bringing back all the memories. If... if Everything started to get foggy since being done with graduation, but now it's all like starting to come back. So. I can't even count on my fingers how many times I slept in that office. Oh yeah, I remember that one time. It was before or either arranging or twenty. I think it was arranging. I think it was. I had to go in there yeah. and I'll wake you up because I was like, "He's here. <laughs> He's here." I saw he was in the office, and I I went and woke you up and got in the class. I think it would be moments where, like, I would just, like, completely phase out, and I'd just fall asleep. Or, like, that one night where we had to finish the... It was basically, like, a... Was it a global thesis? <laughs> and we had to put all the papers that we wrote... And keep in mind, it was a lot of papers. Yeah. And we had to combine all of them into one paper and then make it make sense. And then we had to defend it. Yeah. We stayed up the entire night, didn't get any sleep, literally just finished it, looks at the clock, 
we have 15 minutes till class, goes to class, has it on computer because we didn't have time to print it, and no one showed up to oh. class. Wait, no, 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 no. That was for the third essay. The third essay. Yeah. No one showed up. Because I was... Because I was ready, like I, I was. There's no way I was completing it. Because yes, I was on the first F- essay forever fixing it because I changed my global thesis. That was what it was. Yeah, we didn't have the global thesis yet. We were rewriting all of our other things because he was like, if you want to make any edits, you got to do it now. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> I have to go and rewrite these other two papers that I did, fix the sources, make them better, even though I didn't really know how. Yeah. And then it's like, now I got to hurry up and type the crap out of the third one. Yeah. And so I just showed up with what I had. And he, he liked it, what I had. So, like, it was it was fine. It's just obviously it just needed to be more. But, yeah, we were the only two that showed up. So it was kind of kind of funny. I mean, I have my fair share of absences. So it's not like I can sit here and flex about being the only two to show up. But still. Oh, I was pissed. Yeah. I was livid. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. I got there, and I, I think we both walked in together, and then he walks in, and then we sat there waiting because he was like, we'll start whenever everyone gets here. Yeah. And like 15 minutes went by, and no one was there, and he was like, well, I guess no one's showing up. And then instead of letting us leave, he's like, no. Yeah. Time to present. <laughs> I was like, <sighs> oh yeah, you know, he just, yeah he just read through them yeah, yeah. I was kind of shook. I was yeah, like, no, but I mean the day of the global thesis, we did literally stay up all night for that one. Yeah. Well, okay, so real quick, going back to chamber stuff, real quick. So um, on my degree plan, I have to have like six total credit hours of chamber ensemble. Have you, do you have any information on yours? I know you are expecting them, like they're, they said they're going to register for you, but yeah. is there anything like said for you? So I actually, they just finished my registration today. Oh, sweet. So I can finally get into Canvas and everything. Um, basically the way that they told me is they have certain ensembles and stuff written on my, uh, like my course plan thing already so I have it right now it says one uh, major ensemble and then it has the uh, graduate school flute ensemble thing like as basic two and then they said once we audition because you basically audition for everything at the school Okay. And you kind of don't get a choice of what you're put in. They just put you wherever they want you to. And I talked to uh, one of the grad students that's there for uh, flute. And she was like, oh, yeah, since you're a grad student, you'll probably be in all of them. Okay. Which is like, I think there's like two wind ensembles, a symphonic orchestra, the flute ensemble, and a woodwind quintet. So I would be in like a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Which hopefully they can take one off. That's a lot of stuff to do my first year, but yeah, no, I'm excited for you because for those like that don't know, like Jalen has always been really good about like like having the music ready before 
like the first rehearsal. So, like I, I just I'm excited for you to like be able to show up and then, you, like the the people you'll have around you, like, bro, that's good. It's like they're gonna be having like the music, as prepared or better, than what you have. So that would be great. Yeah, That'd I think cool. it's nice to, cause like a lot of people, they'll think of rehearsals and be like, oh, I didn't really get to look at the music. At least it's the rehearsal I can kind of look at it more or learn it more before anything like starts but it's like the way I've always had it like between honor bands and stuff when I was in high school up to orchestral rehearsal like with LCSO ASO and repeats and stuff it's like you gotta know your stuff before you get there like that's just the way I was always like instructed to do stuff or like sometimes I remember my freshman year of McNeese it was like we got the the planets booklet mm-hmm. like they just handed us the booklet of the principal part for the planets and I was like is there, is there cuts and they were like you'll find out the cuts when you get in the audition room so it was like I now have to learn the entirety of the planets perfectly Yeah. in this one week and then go into Dr. Han's office, and she'll give me the cuts then. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is that school. Yeah. So I'm just going to make sure I have everything as soon as the music comes out. Yeah. That's... Dang, I mean, I wish... I wish I was thinking like that, because... Well, I, I guess just that situation didn't come up for me, so... But yeah, that that's crazy. I mean that. I mean, hey, you clearly learned from that and like took it, and you were always ready. So that's just because like I remember like <laughs> you would ask to play through music together, and I'm like fumbling my way through, <laughs> and then you're just like going. I'm like, dang man, like at tempo and everything. Like there may be like be like the one section. That you have, like, maybe it's, like, an impossible section that you have to slow down for, like, a couple of days. But then you'd have it, like, still for the first rehearsal. It's, like, dude. I think we actually did some of that stuff today. Like, when we were going through uh, even the symphonic dances, it was uh, Rachmaninoff. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I got through most of it. But there was a few sections where I was, like, yeah. Yeah, No. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to have to slow that down. Yeah. I'm not doing that right now. When you come in next, <laughs> it's yeah. like stuff like that. I just, I have to give it a minute. I can't just do it quickly. But like, I also feel like you have to have like the confidence to kind of do that. And sometimes if I don't know something, I lack confidence entirely, which I feel like you have confidence at all times. <laughs> I try. I, I'm faking it for sure at times, but. I try. Like, I'll just, I'll completely fumble and just be like, yeah, this is something I'm going to have to look at later. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I've just learned that whenever you, like, just fake it, like, you, you make it seem believable, and then no one, like, bats an eye. Like, that's the thing. You, you like, literally play with confidence, and, like, that actually can save you. <laughs> it just works. I don't know. No, but uh, I think we're getting close on time. But uh, just to give like a brief rundown of like plans for the podcast that we have, we plan on like bringing in like uh, professors, any like artists that we can find like along the way that we meet, 
and uh, ask him to be on talk about really just anything music, honestly. Yeah. Like, especially if in like our performance field in particular, that would be nice. But I mean, we'll be updating like our situations with like our master's programs. Like, are we in a, oh crap, everything's falling apart or <laughs> are we like thriving? So it'll also be like a nice little like way to like timestamp things and then go back, see like how we felt about certain things like a couple of years as a couple of years go by. So that'll Shows be cool. you the growth too. Yeah. Like what was I worried about 10 years ago whenever I did so-and-so like it might not even be something that worries you by them. Yeah. And if anything, it'll actually make you feel better about yourself. Cause you're like, wow, I've evolved to a point to where I don't have to worry about it. It's kind of like the same thing when you look at like music from high school. Mm hmm. You're like, I thought this was hard. Yeah. It was like, that's Stuff a joke. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know. I, it's like I could read rhythms, but not fantastically. And so, like, there are certain things. I don't know. I was also a tryhard, so, like, it didn't really matter. It's like even if I didn't know what the rhythm was, like, I was going to nerd out and figure it out. But I, I didn't, like, always know exactly how every rhythm went. But, like, as our college has obviously helped, like, now I can – recognize rhythms pretty well and like if I fumble notes along the way fine but I'll at least do my best to make sure the rhythm's going because as Dr. Langford says the most important thing is the rhythm yep so the pitches and everything else come second yeah but yeah I mean um, I really enjoyed this uh, this episode this was a really good discussion yeah this was it was kind of lit yeah no, I enjoyed it uh Jalen and I will be saying like goodbye to each other for a very long time. For a very long time. We'll obviously be in touch through the podcast, but this will be the last time we see each other in person for a while. But we yeah. won't be too far away, so it won't be terrible. If you ever find yourself in a bind, oh yeah, I'm six hours away by train. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we'll see you next time.